Hi, welcome to the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Uh, this is Wayne Pua uh, with my partner here, Patrick Miller. Um, please like and subscribe on YouTube or if you're on Spotify or Apple or, or Anchor or, or wherever, uh, please feel free to leave a review uh, and rate us as well. Uh, we'd love to hear any feedback that you have or what your thoughts on, on all the stuff, fun stuff that we're talking about. Um, and with all that being said, hey, let's get to it. Uh, so today, you know, we were t- kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about. I think we were throwing some uh, some ideas on like the NBA, what's kind of happening there. But then I know, Pat, you kind of brought this whole thing up with uh, what's happening with the Tampa Bay Rays and Pride Night. Um, could you just like uh, give a lowdown on what what this is all about, set the story a little bit? And then, yeah, what are your initial thoughts on everything that's kind of been transpiring the past couple of days? Yeah. Um, so in Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays um, baseball team out in Florida, they were hosting a, a pride night, as Wayne was talking about. Um, and essentially, it'd be a way to show support and solidarity for the LGBTQ community. Um, on their hats, they would you know, color the Tampa Bay logo in, in a rainbow uh, style, as well as um, on the sleeve, they had a sunburst patch and they're you know, had rainbow colors for the patch as well. Um, in honesty, the the look is actually kind of sharp. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of the Denver Nuggets logo, but in the same sense, it, it also has a, a connotation to it. It supports, um, you know, the gay community, um, questioning community, um, you know, anything that falls within that camp of LGBTQ. And in a way, um, there was a good amount of support for the night, um, just as far as, um, you know, Fan, fan base went, I think they had an uptick in um, their attendance for the night. I think it was like, you know, 5,000 more fans than they normally have, which is pretty significant um, just in the grand scheme of things. So it drew, you know, a lot of interest, uh, you know, at least from, from those that follow the game, follow the race. Now, I guess going through this process um, of just, you know, going through the night as, as normal and wearing the jerseys, uh, there were five players on the race, um, Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson, um, all pitchers for the Rays, uh, basically decided to to not wear the uniforms um, out of you know somewhat of a protest. Uh, and uh, pitcher Jason Adam ended up having a quote um, on behalf of all the pitchers on why they decided not to wear the uniforms. And I'll just read it right here. He said that a lot of it comes down to faith, to like a faith based decision. So it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said we want what we want is them to know that they are all welcome and loved here but when we put it on our bodies i think a lot of guys decide that it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that they look down on anybody or think differently it's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in jesus who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior just like jesus encourages me as a heterosexual man to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage it's no different He goes on to say, it's not judgmental. It's not looking down. It's just that we believe the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live for our good, not to withhold. But again, we love these men and women. We care about them. We want them to feel safe and welcome here. End quote. Um, So there's like a lot to unpack, I guess, within that quote off the bat. Um, I do have some feelings. Uh, Wayne, I'll give you the first opportunity if you want it. I'm happy to you know, go ahead if 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 you want to kick it back. Yeah, I mean, I think initial thoughts, and you know, 
you, 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 I'm sure you definitely have some thoughts for yourself to do on all this. Uh, initial thoughts is I know it's Kevin Cash, the manager. Um, he certainly is right with regards to hey, you know these guys, they they're they're religious in, in their own right. You know, hey, they they have every right to just be like, I'd rather not do this. I don't feel comfortable doing this. Just like, you know, if if uh, you know, there certainly are people that are of certain other religions too that didn't want, to, you know, it's kind of against their religion to take the vaccine and such, and like to do all these things that. I guess, uh, you know, sometimes we put social pressure on one on each other to do certain things or to live a certain lifestyle and such. Um, so it's it's like, OK, they they are well within their right. This is definitely in the confines of uh, that, uh, I guess, a, agreement between whatever the Rays players uh, have with ownership, with their manager. Sounds like they're all good about that. So, OK, good for them. Um, you know, uh I don't have anything necessarily wrong or I don't feel that like, there's anything necessarily wrong with what they said or, or anything like that. It just, it certainly opens up that, I guess, can of worms of, you know, um, you know, this is, I guess, one part that to, to think about too, is like, do any of these types of, I guess, like pride nights and such, like, do they actually, I think a lot of people feel like they don't necessarily do anything. Right. Um, so I, I think that's, that's one thing. It's like, what does it exactly mean? And this is, this is really that big of a deal with regards to that. Um, I think the idea that sometimes people forget with regards to pride month and what it's all about, um, since it's been kind of commercialized and I guess the message just has been diluted some is that, um, is LGBTQ, uh, you know, not necessarily rights. I think a lot of people were like, you know, talking about rights for the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, but there certainly are, while there are certainly some things with regards to, you know, certain rights of, of theirs, um, there's oftentimes this uh, forgotten notion of like, how did this all kind of come about to uh, to be put together? And a lot of it has to do with social acceptance and suicide rates. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the suicide rates for LGBTQ people, according to the Trevor Project, um, revealed that was it 21% of African-American LGBT uh, youth have attempted suicide uh, throughout 2021. Uh, amongst Native American youth, uh, 31% of LGBT youth have attempted suicide. And for Latinos, um, it is 17% of survey respondents uh, have attempted suicide in the past year. That's just 2021. So, you know, and I'm, I'm guessing, I want to, you know, I, I don't have the data beforehand, but I'm guessing it might have been a lot worse. So, you know, I get this whole religious uh, aspect, but I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of push on, I guess, uh, some people on the on the religious right. They're like, hey, you know, don't force this down on me and stuff like that. There's a reason why this was all kind of started was because of that was because of uh, what's happening with the LGBT community uh, without, you know, a lot of people um, uh, uh, that, that are, uh, you know, other people of the trans community, uh, they oftentimes are kicked out of their own household, right? So they don't have support from their parents and things of that nature. So there's oftentimes um, this lack of acceptance uh, from society, from their own parental groups, from their tribe, essentially, from their family. Um, and I think that's the idea. That's the message uh, of this whole idea. Now, it's like, okay, they're, the raised players are all about, hey, you know, uh, we're welcoming. This, this isn't in any way to like, you know, push uh 
push some sort of agenda or ulterior motive that we you know hate gay people or, or we hate the LGBT community. Um, I, I think I want to say that they were fairly clear on that, but um, I think what's oftentimes forgotten is this whole other side of like why was this all started? Why 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 is there a Pride Month, etc. So um, those are my initial thoughts. Those are my that's my initial reaction towards all that. Um, want to hear, I guess, what you have to think about uh, all this, Pat. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, uh, you know, the set of words and kind of the, the origin story for perhaps why the Pride Night, you know, existed in the first place. It was to kind of, you know, show the fact that this is a, you know, a group of people that had been kind of outcasted and kind of left out of society, you know, the generally accepted parts of society that, you know, most like to view in movies and you know, entertainment and, and what have you. And it was kind of a nod to them to say, hey, you're welcome. You're included. You know, this isn't a way for us to, you know, show, you know, shut you down. And in a way it's trying to uplift you and uplift, you know, other people that think that, you know, people are allowed to to live freely in this country and tend to make decisions for themselves on whatever merits it is, as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Um, I think the the issue that maybe I draw from some of the words that, Adam put out there was this idea that, um, you know, Jesus wants us to abstain from that behavior. And in a way he's calling, you know, the choice of being homosexual to be a, a behavior of some kind, you know, it's kind of alluding to the fact that it's, you know, sexually based or that, you know, people are doing this out of some sort of sin, you know, and then that's my own interpretation of it. And I think that others are fair to draw, you know, their own interpretations from what they read too. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing about, um, I would think, how this, you know, sin came to be when it, when we talk about homosexuality tied to, you know, the Bible or scripture. It's uh, interpretations that were passed down from what was actually written. And it's funny because there's a lot of, um, you know, research groups out there, um, whether they're, you know, mainstream think tanks or, you know, organizations that deep dive into religion, but it's just kind of, you know, looking at the fact that when, you know, some of the scripture was written, um, the fact of the matter is there was no determination that basically said, you know, love is between man and only woman and nothing else. And there is no other, you know, form of gender. There's no other form of, you know, love or uh, let's say uh, just the, the concept that there could be more outside of what what currently was or what was currently agreed to upon in society or even, you know, fathomed in society at the time. So it's, uh, you know, I think that's, it's just, it, it becomes a deeper argument if you really deep dive and keep going into the religion, you know, aspects of it. Um, I guess there was one piece of Christian scripture that was pulled out from a writer from the Pew Research Center. Uh, they do all sorts of, uh, you know, societal uh, policy papers, uh, you know, on a, on a wide array of in issues uh, that touch on consumers and communities um, and kind of just making sure that we're being inclusive as a society. But they basically said, uh, live out God's love. All of our differences, you know, lead to empathy, compassion, good listening, sacrifice, and what it means to love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, a lot of what else comes from scripture is just this idea of, you know, not oppressing other peoples and in a way kind of, you know, showing resistance to oppression is, you know, the way to kind of, um, you know, fight forces that, you know, want to hold you down. So in a lot of ways, 
Um, I don't want to say what he said is kind of anti-Christian, but in a lot of ways, I didn't feel that that shows uh, <laughs> the proper amount of love and support they want their fans to feel when they don't decide to wear that uniform. And, uh, you know, I think religion is changing somewhat, at least in the Christian faith and other faiths too, just in terms of same sex, you know, um, acceptance and when it comes to marriage or, you know, partnerships in that sense. I mean, it feels like, you know, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Episcopal, there's a lot of different sects that are starting to change some of their ways. And those are some of those are subsects, but, um, you know, I just think that this is something that, you know, maybe in time will be interpreted differently. Uh, maybe we're just, you know, still in a, in a fresh era when it comes to the, you know, these types of issues. I mean, all 50 states, uh, you know, agreeing to, you know, same-sex marriages. I mean, 2020 was <laughs> kind of when that was, you know, uh, like kind of a land, landmark piece of legislation that allowed, you know, people to, to make those decisions on their own. And, uh, you know, it is fresh, it is new. So it is, uh, you know, for, for all sorts of people, I'm sure this is a, a new thing to kind of experience, but I, I guess the, the one thing I'll leave with, and, uh, you know, hopefully I haven't, uh, ruffled feathers on so many different fronts, uh, <laughs> up to this point, but I would just say that, uh, you know, if we, if we had another night promotion night in baseball and, five players decide not to wear the Negro league uniforms. Would we, would we be discussing this more on the day-to-day -day sports shows? Would we be more angry about that? Would we not give much of a, you know, a thought to it because it's their choice or it's, you know, not their race. So, you know, maybe that doesn't matter as much, but um, I don't know if that's apples to apples. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there because of where we are in the times that we're in right now. Um, very contentious and very revolutionary in a way, but uh, what do you think of any or all of that, Wayne? Oh man, we could definitely, I can definitely spend all night uh, just talking about, you know, religion, uh, society, how we treat each other, um, all of the above. But uh, I like how you brought up uh, the scriptures a little bit. You know, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I, I, I actually attended a Christian school uh, all throughout my, 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 uh, non-college years essentially although DePaul technically I guess is a uh Catholic school but I think the ironic part is that it's uh um is that the devil is the uh, mascot for DePaul <laughs> <laughs> for uh, the largest Catholic university uh in North America so I find that all pretty funny and ironic um somebody has a sense of humor over there so uh but yeah no there's there's a lot of verses with regards to judgment i think that's one thing um and i like how you brought the verses with regards to compassion uh you know if you want to take a more secular view you know we certainly can about this of like you know why why are we putting so much energy on on dogging on people and how they live you know i think there's there's so much and i i hope that that's like kind of what the pandemic at least that's what i've garnered from the pandemic is that we we judge each other so much so almost violently with regards to um how one acts how one behaves essentially like like everybody's kind of against us i think oftentimes as people in this world we oftentimes think that we are the hero of our own type of story uh whether we're not or, or i think it just helps us kind of get up at night a little bit or get up in the morning a little bit um in that you know oh, i'm in this uh, escapade to uh you know be perfect or be this uh um uh this non-sinful uh individual right that is uh trying to work their way or or put their position themselves in the way up to to a goal which is called heaven essentially right so 
there's there's definitely all that and i get there's probably more towards that uh on the religious side um but you know yeah like you brought up bible verses with regards to uh kind of being compassionate towards your your fellow neighbor you know there's a lot of things also about uh not judging people uh you know ye without sin uh, among you uh when it first cast a stone upon her i think this was in referencing to a prostitute it's like uh i believe it was um i think it was jesus that was talking about uh you know why if, if you are without sin if you are perfect within your, your own self you ought to shut the fuck up like <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially essentially a paraphrase a paraphrase <laughs> like, you know if if you keep on talking shit about people and all that what's that say about you right you know it's that whole point at one person you got three or whatever pointing back at you type of thing it's like mm-hmm. You know, we're so judgy. We so want to make sure that, you know, um, our tribe, you know, religion itself is kind of like a tribe, you know, sports and all that. It's all tribalistic, all the social media back and forth that, you know, I feel has kind of stirred all this uh, kind of fuels everything with regards to that. Like, this is my tribe. I am, you know, a Christian. I am, you know, Muslim. I am a person that works for this company now. You know, we're becoming very... Uh, capitalistic in that you know you know screw the communists like all that fun stuff right like it all has to kind of do with this is my tribe this is my community um and you know i'm going to defend it essentially so that's essentially what it's what's come down to i feel like with regards to you know religion and how we treat each other too uh you know whether it be sports whether it be you know arguing about democrat republican etc all that uh, i feel like we have just become very tribalistic with regards to things we judge as opposed to you know just talking towards each other and you know trying to give each other the benefit of the doubt and being like hey you know we're uh we're all in this together <laughs> you know we're all gonna die someday so might as well just treat each other you know decently um i think is i guess my whole viewpoint on on all that um you know, uh, I, I'm sure, you know, you, you have allies in the LGBT community and, you know, I, I, I roomed with people of the LGBT community. So I've heard a lot of stories with regards to, you know, coming out, uh, acceptance from family, friends, etc. So it's like anything that I can do as an individual, um, as a human being on this earth, as a you know fellow person that's trying to do the best that they can out of life uh you know if if it helps that i can wear a patch or or you know speak on these issues a little bit for yourself uh then you know i'm all for that um so you know i I certainly think you know we can utilize a little bit more empathy in our world um as we as we move forth on things uh you know whether it's after pandemic or you know all all this bickering with regards to things such as gun rights or whatnot right it's just can we all uh, get along, move forward, see some eye to eye on some things. So I think those are my, uh, I, I guess, second thoughts with regards to that. But like I said, I can go on and on with regards to uh, religion and and how it uh, kind of coincides with uh, society, the world, and, and you know, how it molds, I think, uh, um, some people into believing things and getting that tribalistic attitude towards uh, towards other groups. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I, I like a lot of your points. I think the, the one that I take away is, you know, imagine if, you know, if it was Republican night at the, you know, Tropicana field, you know, field dome, whatever you want to call it, you know, would I have less of an issue with the guy saying, I don't want to wear 
you know, the, the party's patch on my arm, like, yeah, I'd have way less of an issue with it, you know, cause it, it makes it feels like, you know, the way he phrased it and the way that it's interpreted for a lot of people is it's us versus them. It's us straight, you know, um, married folk versus, you know, these crazy adventurers that, you know, call themselves gay, you know, it's, so it, it just, it, it's definitely <laughs> probably rubbed a ton of people uh, the wrong way, uh, whether you're part of the LGBTQ community or you're one of, uh, you know, me or, me or you, Wayne, it's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it didn't sit really well with me. Um, you know, I'd probably mm-hmm. feel the same way. I think going to the, you know, Negro league, you know, uniform example, or, you know, in the NBA when they do, or in, in baseball, when they use, you know, the Latino phrase for, you know, the mascot and they put it all over their jerseys and hats. It doesn't seem like really anybody decides like, Hey, not doing this. It, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't jive with me and my, you know, my views on the world. And, you know, I'm not part of that culture. So I'll never wear that, that gear. It's, it's like, it just kind of comes off as uh, even if they didn't absolutely didn't want this to happen. It like, it, it just, it brings more attention in the wrong way. I want to say it kind of, you know, touch on more of the baseball stuff we've covered in the last couple episodes. It's like baseball can just not go one week without gonna <laughs> sit wrong with people. And, you know, maybe this is uh, I don't want to say by design, but maybe this is good for the game in a way like, Hey, we're getting eyeballs back on, you know, our content in a way, but uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have to, you know, exhaust this on every channel. I'm not, you know, I don't have, uh, you know, any sort of, you know, true religious background in my life or, you know, in, in any of my studies or my career or anything like that. So I, yeah, I'm not going to break down the Bible and um, I'm not going to interpret it, you know, the way that a devout Christian would, cause I'm, cause I'm not. And I, and I didn't grow up in that setting. Um, we went to the Paul together, which was great. Um, but outside of, uh, you know, going to Catholic school up until first grade, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have much experience in, in or inside or outside of it, you know, outside of the church area and stuff with, with churchgoers. So, yeah. Um, in that sense, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll leave it where it is, but you know, the one thing that I, I did want to say overall is, uh, you know, in society, when we talk about, you know, equity, whether it's for race, gender, religion, whatever have you, all I want to say about equity is that if you want to get something, you want to get an equitable outcome, you have to, you know, also be a part of, allowing other people to enjoy that equity. And, you know, I think a lot of what you're saying about tribalistic mentality, I think that totally exists. Um, and sometimes I find that people that are fighting for issues that I totally agree with won't also see other people's issues and say, Hey, that's also messed up. That's not fair. It may not be my problem, but I agree with your, you know, I I'm empathetic to what you're going through. And I think in a lot of ways, that's what truly builds you know, equity. And I think that's, you know, where I want to stand on stuff, whether it affects yeah. me or it doesn't, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And with regards to uh, Adam's comments too, um, uh, about everything that was kind of happening there, uh, you know, I, I, I think he did uh, talk about this whole, like, uh, you know, abstaining behavior and all that. Um, I think there's then this assumption that the gay community is just a bunch of, you know, people that just have sex all the time, which, I mean, I chat to some of my gay friends. It's kind of true sometimes, but, you know, it, it kind of puts this whole idea that it's like, um, you know, all gay people are just want to do is just have sex uh, with the the same gender and kind of, you know, makes this whole thing of like, you know, can't, 
gay people just want to find love too like <laughs> what is this well what are you trying to get at with regards to them um and, and then it also kind of puts this whole idea with regards to like like these two things have to be completely um mutually exclusive right you know uh here in chicago there's uh churches in uh the north halstead uh community which you know north halstead that's the uh, uh formerly known as boys town right uh the idea is to try to include more people with regards to that. I guess the idea is, oh, Boys Town is just a bunch of, you know, white bros or whatever that are just so happen to be gay too. So um, I think the idea is, yeah, with North Halstead, yeah, I was like, all right, it's it's it's, it's much more inclusive in terms of, I guess, the, the neighborhood and the LGBTQ aspect of it all. So, um, but yeah, there's churches uh, out in this community and it's like, they're very much in, inviting uh the LGBT community to come in and partake of their services, develop that community. So it's like, it doesn't have to be uh, these one or another things like, and I think that's, you know, we're going through that whole tribalistic idea. It's like, it doesn't have to be, uh, I, I think we oftentimes put things in a very binary aspect uh, with regards to just, you know, my team versus your team. Uh, it can either be, Michael Jordan or LeBron, <laughs> you know, you can't be one of the other. It can't be like LeBron was the, uh, you know, back <laughs> in his era. Like that's it. It's like, no, it has to be one of the, one of the two. And if you're a LeBron fan, then, you know, you suck at life or whatever. Right. So it's kind of like this whole thing. I think I feel like with uh, regards to religion and, and the LGBT community, it's like, it, you know, there it doesn't have to be that way. Even like, was his name? Peter Thiel. Um, the, famed like billionaire like one of the first founders or um uh first big funders of facebook and a bunch of other companies and all that but he's he's gay he's a trump supporter he's <laughs> religious like he's all that so it's like you know for a lot of people i feel like or like you know black republicans like you can do a lot of different you can be a lot of different things uh in this world so you know and that's fine it's totally fine so um yeah i don't know what uh, if there's anything else to add but i i think i i think i've sp spoken my piece enough to the point where i don't feel like we're gonna get canceled i feel like we're all <laughs> we're all gonna be okay after this and all that so but yeah any uh any other uh uh anything else you want to uh talk about with regards to that or you know we can always discuss also about like where does social justice i think maybe fit in sports too and all that too but yeah what are your thoughts yeah, I'm, you know, I think I've said my part on the situation itself. Mm -hmm. I think if we, you know, traverse over into social justice overall in the game of sports, I feel like my thing is just celebrate whatever is being celebrated for the moment. And as long as it's not hurtful to any sort of, you know, individual group of people, et cetera, if it's something that doesn't, you know, uh, slap an American Indian logo on it, you know, with, with a smiley face or something like, you know, as long as we are celebrating something in the right way and there's some good balance and there's other perspectives being drawn into, you know, social awareness issues, I think that sports provides the ultimate vehicle for it. I mean, we, you know, create stories uh, and we create drama out of what we're experiencing through sports all the time with, you know, a big series between two teams and a cast of players that we've been, you know, following throughout their entire careers. We always create storylines and it's, you know, sports just amplifies issues that are happening in, you know, real time and, you know, across the world and so many different issues. So yeah, if, if today's, you know, 
uh, celebratory night or, you know, chance to put a social awareness issue out there touches on, you know, the Uyghur population in China. Um, let, let's let's bring attention to that for one day. Let's let's make it known that, you know, what they're doing, you know, in China is not OK. And that those people, you know, faced hardships, um, you know, being outcasted from society, almost going through their own Holocaust in a way. And it's, you know, let's bring attention to that for one night. You know, the next night, you know, let's let's, you know, go to another part of the world and say, hey, you know, there's something that we may you know, want to celebrate about a, a given culture because, you know, we have people, you know, playing within this game that, you know, represent that culture, that part of the world. I think that that's, you know, what really brings people together. You know, when we, we travel abroad or we, you know, meet people at the park that are shooting hoops, like sometimes we don't always, you know, speak the same languages or we don't always, you know, come from the same backgrounds, but in the same way we can both share, you know, our love for the game. So, you know, if the game is the thing that can, you know, provide, you know, uh, a stage, you know, for, you know, a given issue or a given, you know, group of people in a way, I think that it's, I think that's usually all positive. I mean, as long as the spin is, is kept positive and that, you know, it's, it's, there's representation. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, I think the key aspect for me, key aspects, uh, is you know a lot of people uh you know a lot of these organizations or teams you know they'll, they'll do these promotions and such or even companies right but it's like what are they actually doing what how are they impacting the community are they donating any money are they you know uh, uh gathering a group of people to help volunteer like wh- what are they exactly doing because you know you can talk a lot about these things and and all that and you know i work in marketing so i know the game <laughs> but yeah, it's like, what are you actually doing? Um, so I think mean, like one cool thing like, about the NBA, right? It was like in the recent like All Star games that 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 they've been um, putting together uh, is that they've been utilizing NBA All Star Weekend, which you know it's honestly just a bunch of baloney to me. Or man, I feel so old when I say that, but it's like you know, just it it, it definitely has kind of lost that uh, appeal, you know, in previous years, right? Uh, but they definitely have brought in that, um, I guess, uh, social justice aspect and all that into it because, uh, you know, this, I think, previous one, they were donating to some local colleges, some local organizations, but then uh, I think it was hosted in Cleveland. So they were doing things, actually, uh, for the community there. Like, So to me, like, that is much more impactful. Um, and I don't know exactly what the Rays were doing, I guess, with Pride Night, you know, apart from just putting that patch on there, but it's like, you know, did they donate money? Did they helping out the organizations? Are they helping out the LGBTQ community within the Tampa Bay area? Like, what are they actually doing that's making a difference rather than just saying you are? Like, you know, in this day and age of people just posting stuff on social, right? Like, that's all fine and dandy, but are you actually doing something to make a difference? Because um, otherwise, you're just talking shit. Like, <laughs> there's no... There's honestly, you know, no difference from you than any other person that's just tweeting stuff out. So, you know, I think that's that's my, uh, I guess, uh, front of thoughts is like you can say a lot of things, you can talk a lot about things, but you know, if you're actually trying to make a difference and and standing up for what you believe and actually showing up and doing things, um, then you know, it's all it's all in vain if if that's not your uh, if, if that's not where you're coming from. So, yeah. Uh, is there a time and place? Yeah, sure. Whatever. We can all be picky about that. It's always in the eye of the beholder. But I feel like, yeah, you have to be bringing something to the table when discussing things and, and utilizing your platform there. I think that's just a lot more respectable, too. So, yeah. 
given the the pride night, let's just take that for example, because I like your your marketing angle of it. I wasn't even thinking in that direction, but I probably should have, you know, given you know business past and experience, et cetera. But like in your opinion, do you think the Tampa Bay Rays set up Pride Night to really show support and solidarity? Is it a way to I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. I don't know if they've given to any sort of, you know, charities that are tied um, to the LGBTQ community. But um, I mean, or is it a way to just uh, attract a new fan in a very cheap way? I mean, it's like just yeah. plain and simple. Like, I don't know, going through the inner workings of marketing. Have you have you seen something like that in the past or what do you what do you make of the, the nights in general? Yeah, I mean, usually there is something. I I know that they'll at least usually try to bring in organizations that like have an event director uh, coordinate or talk to some organizations and try to bring them out for Pride Night. Be like, hey, it's Pride Night, come over here. So that is also maybe one way that they can, uh, you know, sell some group tickets here or there too, or you know, maybe they are giving it out. So you know, there may be some, uh, you know, cynical aspect with regards to all this uh, deep down inside. Um, hopefully, you know, there was some sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know exactly off the top of my head. We can certainly try to find that out. But, you know, if there isn't, then it's like, you know, what is the point on all this? Uh, I, I think it, it, you know, it, it kind of, if you want to look at it from that standpoint, um, obviously, hey, it's cool. You know, you're showing up, you're, you're doing something you're at least talking about it a little bit here and there but you know if i'm am the raise if i'm a you know a staple within my community right i think that's one aspect versus like if i'm just some nobody right it's like okay maybe i'll tweet about it and you know maybe your uncle sees it like, oh, okay whatever but if you are uh an influential organization within the tampa bay community like the rays are then it's like well did they actually do something or did they just put a bunch of logos together and be like all right that's it and invite some people within the lgbtq community to come um i i'm like if you're gonna do that you might as well do something more much more um uh interactive i I think with the community there so uh that being said you know in baseball they have 80 uh, 81 games right at home so it's like i think you have to do something for every single (laughs) organization rights group and all that i mean that would be cool right that i mean it would justify all these tax breaks that maybe some people give to the owners of these uh stadiums that are like oh we're billionaires but how are we gonna fund the stadium i don't know right um you know thankfully it's it's kind of going away from that just because of like all the yeah like people are like yeah we can't fund these things anymore um but yeah if, if they were to be doing something like that on a continual basis that's where the impact is. That's where it's like, you know, this is actually the Tampa Bay Rays, not like, you know, uh, just a bunch of, just a bunch of players from all parts of the world coming together and making a bunch of money. Right. It's like, no, we're here to help Tampa Bay. We're here to help this uh, community, this organization with the struggles that they're going with. And we're also getting heavily compensated too. That's all nice too. So, but yeah, that's, that's my point of view. I think that, Hey, yeah, for organizations, if sports can be more, involved with that um it'll do two things a it'll actually make an impact and b it'll also shut the fuck up of all these people that are talking shit about like you guys are just playing you guys are just saying all this and like doing all that it's like no we're actually doing something about it. we're not just sitting back and you know uh, making a bunch of money like we're actually doing something so are you on board or are you just going to be a complainer right like because there's a lot of complainers out there so <laughs> yeah and i think i guess you know to your point it feels like 
a lot of these nights or these kind of, you know, themes that come up in sports, it, it, it deals a lot with the market pressures, with social pressures, et cetera. Like, you know, this is a trending topic. So, you know, while we don't show, you know, uh, solidarity with all different sorts of communities all over the globe, we will cherry pick the top three to five that are, you know, most important for today's, you know, conversation. And maybe that's in a little way manipulative, but in a lot of ways, kind of representative of, you know, the private sector and the nature of, you know, corporate social responsibility in a lot of ways. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it maybe doesn't always come from the heart, but, you know, it's kind of a, a mix with, uh, you know, trying to show well so that, you know, your pockets, you know, always stay kind of, you know, full in that sense. But uh, it was funny, another piece to this that I wasn't sure if I was going to bring up or not. I didn't know if we would get to it, but it kind of, kind of falls in line now with what we're talking about. But um, it seems like the Florida governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, also, you know, pulled the opportunity uh, for, I think it was like $35 million in funding, um, you know, for a spring baseball facility for the Rays because, the race showed support for anti-gun laws uh, after, you know, the Evalde, uh shootings, uh, you know, a week week ago or so ago. So it's it, it is crazy how baseball, you know, can kind of kind of quickly become politicized in a way in today's era. It's just like you know, and then maybe this you know somewhat subtly was always the case before social media, but just how quickly things can get amplified and how quickly you know information can spread. It's uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I guess when they're making these decisions, you know, night to night on what theme to pick, it's like, you know, I'm sure they're going through all sorts of considerations with their legal teams and, you know, marketing teams, et cetera. And, and those organizations that they're, they're trying to represent. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, okay, it's like, all right, DeSantis, he's for what? All right. Okay. Uh, who, who, who should I be on? Should I be against him or should we not be against him? And then should I be with the Rays or should I not be with the Rays? It's like, okay, they're, they're okay with, uh, you know, the religious people expressing themselves and all that. Okay, great. Uh, but no, they, they want, you know, they also want harsh uh, gun laws. Okay. So let's not do that. And all whatever. like, this is definitely where it becomes like, Oh, I, I, I can't decide with that anymore. Like and all that, um, you know, uh, again, this is like very tribalistic of, of everything and, and how we're going about things. And it's like, in the end of the day, like, are we, are, are, is 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 one way necessarily like evil or wrong but you know to some groups they are right and i think that's this whole idea um is that you can't just have this middle ground again it's it's mj versus lebron no middle ground like <laughs> how, do you, how do you go about that you can't you can't and you know people are are gonna say what they want to say on all on all this but um yeah no it, it definitely sports is very much ingrained in culture um, it influences a lot of people. I mean, there's a reason why people scream all the damn time on, <laughs> at bars, restaurants, you know, at your uncle's house, like all these fun things, right? There's a reason why, you know, we get in fights over bets and, and all that. Like it's, you know, people can see it as a unifier or just something to um, take your mind off of whatever's happening. Uh, so, and I think a lot of people want to get away sometimes or use it as an escape, but it's like, you know, in the end of the day, like people are still living, the world's still operating. Like just because you want to get away doesn't necessarily mean that some of these issues can just, you know, be scattered around. And that's where I strongly like do have, you know, I, I again like I have that respect for I guess what the NBA has done for their all-star game, which again it's like, you know, this is just a, a fun a fun thing. It's not like this overly competitive thing. So it's might as well do something worthwhile with it. So um yeah. Uh Sports is influential, whether we like it or not. Like, I, I think one thing I hate, uh, 
and you know I don't, I don't think i'll get in trouble for this knock on wood um it's this whole idea that like you know oh i just want to watch this person you know oh they shut up and dribble crowd right i just want to watch this uh nba player uh play basketball i, I don't uh, i i don't uh, look at him t- to you know not hear him talk about you know desantis or or trump or who or whomever right um like they're people the athletes are people just like yourself uh you're going to talk uh, all these things in politics probably you know um not you but like people in general right they're they're going to talk politics in uh some dinner party or they're going to talk politics in you know uh in the, in the grocery aisles or whatever right like people who talk about politics and what's happening uh, all the time everywhere right so to say that like oh this uh athlete that is getting paid millions of dollars or whatever uh doesn't know anything about life or or, or, or social justice or improving the betterment of society or anything like that um i think it's a, it's a disservice uh towards the, the athletes that have paved the way for um you know whether it's uh uh, uh you know like black america and everything that's happened with the civil rights movement you know there was a lot of pioneers that were athletes that brought a lot of light towards those issues uh you know with muhammad ali and uh the war and everything like that kind of abstaining from it uh, just kind of bring all these lights so to say that they ought to be completely segmented uh i just think is stupid uh you know you don't say that about actors right like chris pratt and <laughs> it's like the right you know the right loves chris pratt and all that because like oh he's got this you know good boy image and and all that fun stuff but um it's like yeah just because you, you you're you're okay with him talking about your issues there and all that but you're not okay with them you know these other people talking about their issues right it's because it's kind of whole confirmation bias i just want to hear what i want to hear when i don't want to hear it i'm like no get out of here <laughs> so just because you don't want to hear it doesn't necessarily mean it's not good for you not it's more informative some people just have already made their mind up and don't want to hear or listen to anybody and just wants to you know um this is my way that's it you know just be stubborn whatever so um that's the case that's the case you can't change everybody's mind you can only control what you can't control so uh but you know yeah it just goes to this whole idea i i, I just feel like there's just a lack of apathy out there with regards to um what people are saying what they care about uh, just because you're an athlete doesn't necessarily mean you're you have absolutely no like you're just a piece of meat just like you know throwing a ball or, or whatever it's like no you, you can have thoughts opinions just like you know some construction worker out there or some scientist out there right like you're you're a human being with thoughts feelings past experiences um a thought process right so um a lot of them are yeah a lot of athletes are uh, uh have multi multicultural backgrounds right you know a lot of them hey yeah came from rough upbringings and, and then now are millionaires talking to rich people it's like yeah uh that actually is a pretty cool spectrum of talking to people that you know uh, you can bring to the table you can have that influence within those communities that are just underdeveloped right so um that's definitely where like why would you not want to have that that input that aspect uh, otherwise yeah you're just a closed-minded fuck so yeah yeah. I mean, basically, I, I think it's important to keep a growth mindset as you get older and older and older, especially when you get older. It's like, I think at times we want to stay fixed in what it's comfortable for us and, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of ways life is like continually integrating itself into everything that we're doing. It's like we can't necessarily compartmentalize the things that we want in these different categories, life, work, entertainment, family, friends, et cetera. It's like a lot of that's coming together, um, information and 
you know, I feel like technology has allowed that to happen even, even more so, uh, as we've gotten older. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, if we're looking at even companies today, it's just, you know, having to look at, you know, how, you know, your company treats people and investors are calling for this. How are you treating people? How are you treating the environment? How are you, you know, what are you doing to, to better, you know, our world? And because, you know, don't look up kind of philosophy, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to get more and more real by the day. And people, you know, of all different backgrounds are starting to say, hey, like, it's time and we're, you know, it's it's past time for you to you know, recognize us as equals and such too. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming full circle. And I just feel like, you know, you got to continue to stay flexible. You got to continue to educate yourself and, you know, stay nimble and stay, you know, stay open-minded to the fact that, you know, what you think is true may change tomorrow. And, you know, that's all you can really ask for. I'm not saying, you know, this is right and that is wrong, but just, you know, try to try to keep a, a flexible approach to how you interpret things. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for, for, for this list of topics. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, Man, I think we uh, we covered a, a bunch of uh, issues and talked about a lot of things uh, outside of sports and all that. Um, so, uh, hey, let us know what you thought about this episode. Uh, give it a like uh, or, you know, feel free to leave a nice comment, I'm sure, and all that <laughs> for sure. So, uh, yeah, with that, um, yeah, this is uh, Wayne. Uh, and then there's Pat. Uh, the Ball and Breakfast Club. So, all right, take care, everyone. <laughs>